live from the Finley Toyota ESPN Las Vegas studios. He does have a tricky body. Oh, he does. Okay. He doesn't look like, okay, look at if, if that guy's walking down the street, you have no idea who he is. I don't know if you're saying, yeah, he's the best quarterback in the world. This is the Press Box. So we, our mean, tricky body list is James Harden and Patrick Mahomes. And yeah. now Patrick Mahomes runs kind of funny. With Graney and Bischoff. Yeah. Oh, and uh, Travell Beck. Turbo Beck's body is not tricky. We know exactly what Turbo Beck's body is. It is not tricky in any way. Not at all. That is a complete lie. Stop trying to put Turbo Beck in that category. On ESPN Las Vegas. Hey, the game's back in town. It's Ed, Tyler, and Jared on a Tuesday. Have to start off the show by congratulating Tyler. Uh, yesterday you were uh, off campus but on clean feed. And what clean feed is, obviously... Um, Jared sends you a link, and you can be on the show from then. But I have to compliment you that when I'm on clean feed, at least 14 times during the show, <laughs> I will either hit mute nightmare. or it will be such feedback that Jared is uh, telling me off the line, I, you know, re- reset, reset. <laughs> you went smoothly throughout the whole show. Your clean feed, you must get a better link than me. Is My clean feed is much cleaner than yours. Yes. You got dirty feet over there. I got dirty feet over there. So I got to congratulate you. But we're all back in town, so we might as well have a show. By the way, dirty feed. I got to feed that to my fake chickens. Get, oh, some, get some illegal drugs right. in there so they can win some Better races. Turn. Okay, I thought dirty feed was what was happening in my Twitter DMs lately. The first bite. What? We're not following that. <laughs> I have open DMs and it has become it has become a bot fest of me being sent things I don't want. Anyway, the first bite today is brought to you by Einstein Brothers. Is Derek Carr a top five QB in the NFL? <laughs> All right. <laughs> Go ahead. Hondo Carpenter asked a question Go if he's ahead. a top if, uh, to Josh McDaniels about inheriting a top five yeah. quarterback in the league. And unless he's talking about Marcus Mariota, he's saying Derek Carr's top five quarterback in the league. Hondo did tweet out yesterday a picture of the leaders in passing yards yes, yes. in the NFL. Which Derek was Derek Carr, fifth. I think, was fifth in yeah. total passing yards. Yeah. But we have advanced quite a ways in football statistics to know that passing yards does not indicate who are the best quarterbacks in football. Because if, in fact, that was true, then Aaron Rodgers this year would not be a top-five quarterback. No, he would not have been. But see, the the problem with Aaron Rodgers is he just keeps scoring all these touchdowns. Bad touchdowns. We don't want those. We don't want those at all. So... We heard a lot yesterday without maybe saying anything insightful about Derek Carr from Josh McDaniels and uh, Dave Ziegler. What you what'd you take away from their comments on Derek Carr yesterday? The first few comments from them, I thought they were very high on him. Hey, we've talked to him. We like him. Can't wait to meet him. All that. Later in the press conference, though, they were re-asked about Derek Carr, and I thought Dave Ziegler did not commit to him at all. I thought he said, well, we've got to see what happens here. We have to evaluate everything. So that was kind of interesting to me as I, I heard that. I'm like, oh, that seems that you haven't evaluated Derek Carr very much yet. That was the most interesting thing to me because Dave Ziegler gets asked about specifically about uh, giving Derek Carr an extension. an extension. That was the specific question. And his response was not a resounding endorsement of Derek Carr. His response was, hey, there's going to be a process of learning each other and building mm-hmm. a relationship and figuring out how we work. But like, it was not at all. Derek Carr's a great quarterback. Like if you remember John Gruden, when he was the coach for two and a half seasons, 
every time he got asked about Derek Carr, he was Love like, them. we pound the table Love for Derek Carr, yep. right? He was Knock over on the wood top, for Derek Carr. Over the top excited about Derek Carr, even though we on this show and lots of people in the media always talked about them trading Derek Carr and getting rid of him. John Gruden came out and was always over the top excited about Derek Carr. And yesterday, Dave Ziegler was not. And I thought it was interesting that he said he still needs to evaluate Carr. Now, to be fair, he did say that about the whole roster when he was right, asked about right. the roster as a, as a whole, that he's like, I still got to evaluate it. But I do feel like you take this job, you should know what Derek Carr is. You should already have an evaluation of Derek Carr, right? I think they do. I just don't think they want to commit at this point. Because if you're committing, you're probably committing to an extension at $35 million a year. And I think they have to talk it over in terms of who else would be out there. Like, do you use a bridge and like Mariota or whoever and draft somebody? I mean, I think they're thinking of all options. So I sort of like the fact he didn't completely commit to him 100%. You know, I mean, not nothing against Derek Carr, but if I'm if it's my first question or second question I'm getting on him, I don't know if I'm committing. It's like, yeah, we're extending him. Hey, he's our guy. I don't know if I would do that. So we had the report from Jordan Schultz that when Josh McDaniels met with Mark Davis and the rest of their you know search committee, that he laid out like specific plans on how to make the offense better with it was two tight end sets and to use Josh Jacobs more in the red zone. Like like Jordan Schultz was reporting like very specific details on how Josh McDaniel said he wanted to use uh, the offensive players on this team. I have to imagine Dave Ziegler had a similar type of approach to what they're going to do with the roster when he talked to Mark Davis, right? Like I have to imagine before Mark Davis gives the job to Dave Ziegler, they've had the conversation of what do you think of Derek right. Carr and what do you want to do with the most important position on the team? I've got to imagine that Dave Ziegler already has an idea of what he wants to do with Derek Carr, right? I absolutely do think. I think these guys come in so prepared. Davis told me yesterday, listen, this, Davis told me yesterday of every general manager they interviewed, one of the first things they said is go up on the board and list every one of our players. Every, every one of our players. And like they all did it. So I think these guys come in so prepared and knowing everything about these players that Dave Ziegler must have in his mind what they're going to do with Derek Carr. And maybe they meet him and it, his, their mind changes. I don't know how meetings go between these guys and what Derek Carr could sell them on or how he could be in these meetings. But you don't walk into that job unless you're completely, fully prepared and know everyone's contract situation, who needs to be extended, uh, the third year, all of the fifth year options, all of that. So I think they probably have a good idea, but he was non-committal in that right. second answer. Now, to be fair, when Josh McDaniels was asked about it, he did say we have the capability of winning with Derek Carr. Like he wasn't, I wouldn't say he was John Gruden over the top no, saying no. Derek was Carr more is amazing. Positive. But he was like, we can win with Derek Carr. Right? right. He And granted, he got asked, you know, hey, you have a top five quarterback. So, <laughs> but he was, he was more positive. So it wasn't all like, oh, nobody said anything nice about Derek Carr. It was just fascinating to me that the general manager sidestepped the question of an extension right. and did so by saying, well, we got to learn each other. Right. We got we to gotta build a relationship here. And like, yeah, you do have to build a relationship, but that doesn't impact whether or not you think you should be extending him or not. You should be extending him based on how good of a quarterback he is, not based on how fun your lunch is with them when you go to lunch. No, exactly. Exactly. You're right. Um, that's why I think they have a good read on what they're going to do with him. 
And they, yeah. look, Dave Ziegler knows exactly what the extension probably would be, how much it would cost him, if he thinks that worth it, if he thinks there's other options out there, whether it be a big-time guy like Rodgers or, like we said, Deshaun Watson, Russell Wilson, or go through the draft and have someone come in and play a free year in front of a rookie, maybe they go that way. But, again, they kept saying they think it's a really good roster with a lot of good players. Now, I guess that's what you say on your opening press conference. You're certainly not going to say we think these guys are a bunch of bums. <laughs> I mean, that that wouldn't go over well in your first. We took a job yeah. and all these <laughs> players suck. Yeah, I don't think they'd do that. So I think it's going to be decided. Thank God you hired me. <laughs> I think it's going to be decided. I don't know if you think. I think it's going to be decided pretty quickly, and it should be. So let me ask you the one other possibility I thought of when basically I heard Ziggler be noncommittal towards Carr. Is there a chance that you think Ziggler and McDaniels try to get Carr to play with his one le- one year left on his deal without giving him an extension? I don't know if his agent would allow that. Right. And that's, I don't think his agent would allow that. And he probably shouldn't. I don't think he should either. But if like if I was Ziggler and McDaniels, that's what I would want. You'd try to do. That's like that to me is like best case scenario is I get another year of Derek Carr at twenty million dollars. And I don't have to commit. I, I can right. get another year and listen. If Carr is bad and the Raiders win six games, all right, we're moving on from Carr. We're not as close as we thought we were. If Carr's good and the Raiders win 10, 11 games again, awesome. We'll give you the extension. We'll, we'll, we'll think we're close. We might be close. Let's keep going. That's To me, that is best-case scenario for McDaniels and Ziggler. So I think there is the slight possibility that the reason Ziggler wouldn't really answer the question about an extension is because he's going to try – to get Carr to play out this final yeah. year on his contract. I mean, my answer to that is good luck with that. Because I think the agent would hold him out. I do. He should. And he absolutely I, should. I, I absolutely I, think he should as if well. You're, if you're Derek Carr, you should probably stop showing up now. Like, yeah. may, maybe go to lunch with him and say, hey, what's up? Yeah, now give me $35 million a year right. for five years or whatever. Like, he should probably start his holdout relatively soon. Because playing one last year would be pretty stupid of Derek Carr when... He well, should be able to get an extension. Yeah, injury, something yeah. could happen. I wouldn't I wouldn't do that if I was him either. Should be able to. So that's what I'm curious. Now, I need some help from you on some context of a quote you tweeted out. Yes. So oh, my God. You oh, tweeted out that Mark Davis said, I was thinking about trading Carr. David Carr, not Derek. I like Derek. I This happened after hey, the press so conference. This is, so we, what, we were kind of in a scrum with, with uh, Mark Davis. I forget who asked him, hey... Did you hear the question about the extension for Derek Carr? What do you think about that? And that was his answer. I was thinking about trading Carr, and there's a long pause. He smiled. He goes, "David Carr, I like Derek." Now, we all kind of fell down laughing, and he and he did say he did say, "Now listen, if you're going to use it, get that last part of the quote in because I do like Derek." <laughs> I think. I don't know. Maybe he heard David Carr and Colin Coward. Maybe he's a little tired of hearing from the brothers in terms of how much Derek should be the MVP and if they put a good team around him. Maybe someone's telling us. I don't know if Mark Davis is listening to Colin Coward. I don't know if he what he listens to. Maybe someone just told him this. Hey, did you hear what David Carr said? But I think it was in jest, and yet I think he wanted to make a point. I think he wanted to make a point there. He's like, all okay. right, I'm I'm at least hearing stuff that you're saying. Because that's what I took. When I just read the quote that you tweeted out, that's what I took away from it was that he's kind of annoyed with David Carr. Yes, that, yes. That he wishes David Carr would, would just, just be quiet. Shut up for shut up. once. Yes. And stop talking. About it. Now, granted, Derek Carr needs a new contract or presumably is going to need right. a new contract. So anybody that's going to bat for Derek Carr and being like, listen, this organization's got to step up around Derek. Like, yeah, I'd be a little annoyed at that too. But I... 
That's what I took from it was he was like, yeah, David Carr needs to he, It was away. a joke, and he was laughing harder than any of us. He goes, I guess I can laugh at my own jokes. So, but I do think I mean, well, when you're a billionaire, yeah, yeah, yeah you can. <laughs> I mean, so I do think he said his joke, but I think he wanted to make a point because if not, why say it? Yeah. If Mark Davis needs someone to laugh at his jokes, I mean, that's basically my job here. We and I you very well. Yeah. I was just saying, like, <laughs> he could double my salary. And no I would problem. just, I would just literally go, you're cracking me up, boss. Jared, so is that is that a new role? You just follow Mark Davis around and laugh at whatever yes. he says. Yeah, I have to imagine when he when he crashed his uh, what was it a Mini Cooper? Mini I, Cooper. I, I, I have to assume he was shooting the finger guns and he had lots of like, hey, stuff happens. <laughs> All right, coming up next. <laughs> Derek Carr, send him to Tampa Bay because Tom Brady is retiring. You're sitting in the press box with Graney and Bischoff on ESPN Las Vegas. Follow them on Twitter at Ed Graney and Bischoff underscore Tyler. Was that yesterday? That was Tom Brady on his podcast being mad that Adam Schefter reported yeah, right. he was retired. Was that yesterday? Uh, yeah, or two days ago. I was going to say two. he decided pretty quickly for yeah. taking a day by day to decide what's best for him and his family. Yeah, he, you know, he had already designed decided. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I'm just imagining Adam Schefter just walking around the campus of ESPN, just going, "I told oh, you, yeah. I told you." Big grin I told you. Big grin on his face. I don't think he ever even backed down. Yes, yes, ESPN had to put out a statement saying we stand behind our reporting. Yeah. Like Tom Brady was always retiring. Yeah. Like the the only chance Tom Brady wasn't going to retire was if he got so spiteful that somebody leaked the news that he decided, you know what, I'm coming back to play again just to spite Adam Schefter yeah. and whoever leaked the news. I, That's I the kinda, only way I think that would have He's a little beyond that, isn't he? Beyond that, I don't think. Beyond that, no. No? Well, he didn't come back. He he retired today and didn't say a single word to the Patriots. He posted. He didn't didn't come back and spite Schefter because he didn't come back. Yes, but he 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 could have. I think he would have. He didn't. He could. I mean, it would have been great though. Had him. Had had he he gone? You know what? I was gonna retire, but this guy, this little peon in the media. (laughs) So he tweeted out. And post on Instagram and had uh, a lot of thank yous to say. He basically thanked the entire Bucks organization one by one with the owner, the GM, the coach. Yeah, everything. Uh, teammates, staff members. He did not say anything in his sort of thank you goodbye about the New England Patriots. Now, yeah. I'm not so sure I'm surprised at that, given the way it ended there. That I don't know. I mean... Is he ever going to get over it? Well, we'll see in five years what his speech says. What if he gives I mean, a speech and he never mentions them? Oh, man. Hall of Fame speech, and there's there's just nothing there's about it. There's nothing about the Patriots. Man. As a sixth-round pick, I knew whenever I won my Super Bowl with the butt, like he, he's, he's literally he's only wearing the one the ring. ring. It only comes with that ring. Like he mentioned his time with Michigan in his, in his little thank you, goodbye, <clears throat> excuse me, text. Like he didn't. Michigan was mentioned. The Bucks were mentioned. There's like two decades. The two decades we're all going to remember if him for. If he to Drew Hinson, nah. but not the Patriots. Yes, but not Bill Belichick. <laughs> so that's Tom Brady. Did you see Shaq's response? I did. Shaq on Instagram said, no, man, get your butt up and do one more year. <laughs> he was. You know who was a top five quarterback this year? 
That 44-year-old. <laughs> he, was. he was. He was. He was top five quarterback. Second behind Rodgers in MVP. Well, I just, I guess I'm not understanding. Like, if you're good at something, why not keep doing it? Made a lot of money. He said he's not, he doesn't feel fully committed now. He's gonna, he wants to spend time with his family, although his family will be there next year. I mean, yeah, your family you doesn't think, just go away. Is he a TV type? To watch TV? No, no, is he a TV type? Like, oh, to be on television. To be on television. To be, will someone, I mean, I think someone will try to hire him. But is he that kind of guy? I don't know how good he'd be on that. I don't feel like he's the guy that would be an analyst either like for a studio show or a game. I feel like he would do TV, but it would be... Subway commercials? Like not related to sports, like somehow on a reality show or hosting something or something like that. Well, See, I think he would be... He's such a dork that I think that he would be really good at what uh, Orlovsky does. Where it's just you put him in front of like the the touchscreen board and he's just circling. He's like, and watch this guy get open. He was he was so bad in Ted too. He was good. Did you ever seen, see? Te- I haven't seen Ted two or Ted one. Really? Okay. I, I, well, I suggest you would la- you would laugh a lot. Be be cautious. Just don't tweet anything. I won't tweet. Oh, the don't names tweet anything of all no, the women. Exactly. They get named and pretend it's the lineup for the Boston Bruins. I will avoid doing that. Um, on Tom That's Brady, a deep cut. It is a deep cut. Has how many players have had the uh, like career arc or the career narrative of Brady where he's sort of the the underdog quarterback that gets a shot and actually wins a Super Bowl and then ends up being really good and it gets to a point where he's so good. That most people hate him, right? Oh, yeah. I but, mean, I, New England loved him until this morning. Right. But then these last two years, Brady's been, like, lovable. I think a lot of that also had to do with social media when he came on. And the other thing about him is, at least on social media, he can be self-effacing. Like, I thought yesterday, going back to that press conference yesterday, and I think he understood what he was doing, but he still did it. Josh McDaniels, without being asked, came out, went out of his way to say, I messed up. I needed to learn. I needed to make sure I made mistakes. I think he was always going to do that. And he he didn't even wait till it was asked because it was going to be asked, I'm sure. And then people said, well, why do we ask? He just came up with it. So I have seen Brady take shots at himself and make fun of himself. And I think people are more endeared to him because he went on social media, he went on Twitter, he went on Instagram, and it wasn't all about him and positive things. So... I mean, you know, he tried, whether you, you know, believe it or not, he tried to seem more human and like everyone else, given, I think for him and his lifestyle and everything he gets made fun of with the, the water and the, the eating and, the, and the, the working out and the craziness. I mean, he does a Subway commercial and doesn't eat bread. Yes. Um, and he's only in it for two seconds, right. which I think is great. So I think the social media helped him in that sense. It's, it's amazing that getting out of New England – might have, him been, this way. might have been the key to us, like just as a whole in the sports community, being like, oh, yeah, this Tom Brady guy. He's fun. He's yeah. a funny guy. Like nobody thought that two years ago before no. he left New England. It was uh, Tom Brady. I don't like that guy. He wins too much. And we didn't, I mean, it was Tom Brady. But the last two years out of New England, he's been great. Yeah. Like genuinely one of the more fun athletes in sports. And it, it's just a, it's a, obviously a, Tremendous on-field career, but like the off-field perception of Brady, it's, it's I don't know, changed. it's incredible to me how it changed the last two yeah. years, and I don't feel like like that doesn't happen. Like 
We're not going to do I that mean, to LeBron again, James, are we? I was actually going to say, didn't did we do that with LeBron James? I mean, he didn't become lovable, but when he left the Heat and then went to Cleveland, we sort of rewrote the narrative on it for like two years. Yes, and then and now we're back to the same yeah, yelling like, about teaming up with Dwayne Wade and Chris Bosh. I won't give it away, but in Ted Two again, he puts. Don't himself, worry, you can give me spoilers. No, I, I, I he gives himself a situation where it's not overly positive towards him, and I think people like that about him. Like, he just kind of played the foil and just kind of, like, it was a it was a hilarious scene with him, and it was more so, okay, man, I never thought Brady would do that. I never thought he would be in that scene of, of what they're trying to do to him. <laughs> so, <laughs> Jared? I mean, I, I will say that he wasn't as good as Peyton Manning or even Eli Manning on SNL, but no, some but of his, for him, but for him, yeah, he was yeah. he was good at that even yeah. a couple of years ago. I think that he, I, I don't know. I think that he always had this kind of fun guy underneath him. But yeah, he was when he was in New England. It was like, well, my boss keeps telling me to go back to work, so uh, I'll hang out right. with you guys right. later. Right. My boss, after he won the Super Bowl, started a chant of "Do your job." <laughs> Has there been a more stark difference in Super Bowl celebrations than Bill Belichick no. chanting "Do your job" versus the Buccaneers just throwing, throwing the Lombardi the, from, boat to boat. from boat to boat? No, <laughs> and I think that had a lot to do with it. <laughs> Maybe that's why I didn't thank Bill Belichick because he was like, "Man, we won a lot, but you sucked. <laughs> this could have been way more fun." <laughs> he literally he won that Super Bowl in Tampa Bay. And he went, "What are you guys doing?" Yeah, you're, you're partying. Then he we just, can do that. And again, and again, another thing. He goes to that party, and you see him coming off the butt, boat, and he's just completely hammered. And that's like you said. That's another way we hadn't seen him. No. You know, no one had seen him completely falling down drunk, and he did a lot of things the last few years to kind of, whether intentional or not, to make him look a little more normal or average or human. One last thing I wanted to ask you. Well, I just want to ask your guys' opinion. Does it make you sad that the last professional athlete that was drafted by the Montreal Expos has officially retired? Make me sad? No. I don't care about the Expos. Wow. I like their logo. Oopie? Oopie? That's I like the, the logo. That's wow. the mascot. You like the logo? The ELB? That weird thing? I like the... Uh... Montreal uh, with the different colors. I like that. <laughs> yeah, it's it's letters. Yeah, it's yeah. ELB. Yeah, I, I like that. To those listening on radio, Ed <laughs> just did the logo with squiggly, his finger. The, in the air. I like the logo. Montreal <laughs> Expos. Confirmed. The only thing I like about the Expos is Vladimir Guerrero played there. I just enjoyed. That's all I got for you. I, I don't know. I just enjoyed that basically he got drafted by the Expos. Yeah. Why not? I'd draft him too. I'd draft him right now and be like, hey, you want to come? Who's, did they still have his rights? One like, more hey, year. One more you want to come play some minor league baseball? <laughs> hey, uh, You'll be better than this... Tebow. Coming up next, David Roth joins the show. David Roth from Defector is with us on the Press Box. Subscribe to the Distraction on Stitcher and use the promo code DISTRACT for a free month of Stitcher Premium. It is February 1st. David? I'm assuming there's been no progress on your dishwasher. Absolutely no progress on the dishwasher. I want to make a statement, though, to all <laughs> to all my listeners, to all my fans, to everybody out there uh, that's been supporting me on this. 
I know I said that we weren't going to get to the point where, where Jared had to record uh, four over three on the dishwasher watch. <laughs> My pledge to you is not that we will get this done before he has to record it with a five, but that I'm going to do everything I can to make sure that we can do that at some point. <laughs> I, I feel mean? like you don't have to do anything for that to happen, no. though. All I have, well, no, but I mean, what I'm saying is I'm going to keep calling electricians anyway because I respect the game. <laughs> Obviously, if I don't do anything, uh, it will continue going on as it has indefinitely. Uh, but, we, you know, there's been some minor improvements. Uh, the stove is still um, working more or less the way that it worked before, but a guy did come to the apartment and tell me that he has to come back in March with the back-ordered parts. <laughs> so we may have moved by then. Uh, I don't know. Like we might just be living out of a van after realizing taking the hint and moving out. But uh, I don't know. Uh, It'll be interesting to see what the future holds. Last week you told us your stove was not working as well. Yeah, it was just, I have to light two of the rain little burners with a match, just turn the gas on and then light a match. It's not like, I mean, it works. It's just one of those things where it's supposed to be an electric starter and that's not working. But because my, stovetop is old that was what the the guy from ge showed up and was like oh yeah wow terrific uh nice to see one of these in action uh and <laughs> was like i have to come back in you know whatever late march with the parts that he needs so that was fine that was a cool thing to spend a hundred dollars on having that guy in my apartment for 10 minutes telling me how old my stove was did you like the last year or so well you jared i know jared was talking about brady retiring well, let's get mm-hmm. to the first part. He he put out like a 9,000-word uh, thank you to everyone and did not mention the Patriots. How great is that? It's incredible. It's incredible. I mean, this is – I think this has been a really good month, uh, you know, for good and ill of realizing what incredible freaks elite quarterbacks are, like just mentally how weird they are. And the idea that he's got all of those words where he's like thanking the guy that made sure that he never accidentally tasted a cherry during the last 22 years. <laughs> that guy gets thanked by name, but somehow Bill Belichick and the New England Patriots are just like in a little footnote or whatever or not mentioned at all. I don't know why. I mean, I guess I do know why, which is just that like that's how these guys are wired. Uh, there's a sentence in the statement, which I have not yet finished reading. It's like an all-day <laughs> sort of commitment where he says, success is what I've loved so much about this game we play or something. And I'm like, yeah, that, that sounds about right. Like that sentence means nothing. That is like a completely circular statement. And yet, uh, like, yeah, that's probably what it is. Like you're happy when you win and you're sad when you lose and everybody that you perceive as an opponent you really dislike in a pretty simple but like really deep way. Like, yeah, you can get, if you're good enough at the other stuff, you can definitely get 22 years out of that. Uh, they don't wear hats on their Hall of Fame bus, so I don't think you actually go into the Hall of Fame as a, with a certain team. Uh, who's the, do you have a baseball player that either you know of or would be funny if they went in with like just the wrong team or the team they played with for two years instead of the one they played with for 20 years? I think, didn't Wade Boggs go in as a Tampa Bay Ray because they, like, gave him an extra $100,000 or something? <laughs> they brought there was him. definitely, like, I think he's not in there as a Red Sox. That's pretty good. Yeah. I mean, yeah. it's, it's I, I kind of just wish Brady somehow has, like, New England Patriots scrubbed from his Hall of Fame enshrinement. That there's yeah. just, no, it's just, yeah, uh, seven Super Bowls, played two seasons with the Bucks, and that's that's it. It's the only reason that I want Aaron Rodgers to leave Green Bay, honestly, because I think he would do that, like for whatever team he plays for. Like if he has, if he goes, you know, whatever, like has like two nine and seven seasons with the Dolphins, and then just retires so that he can focus on listening to podcasts. 
Like, he's got enough resentment in him about the Packers that he would absolutely go in there as, like, you know, Dolphins great Aaron Rodgers. <laughs> Did you love normal Tom Brady getting hammered at uh, on boats and Instagram and Twitter? Because we were talking before you came on. When was the moment he became normal to all of us? And did social think, media make that I, of him? I think to a certain extent it's that. I think that was uh, Spencer Hall made that point today that he just like got drunk on a boat one time and was like, wow, that is way better than football. I don't think I need to do this anymore. <laughs> <laughs> I think there's like, you know, that is relatable. Like very little about Tom Brady would qualify as relatable in that way. Like, I mean, just because he's, you know, that's how he made himself great is just by well, at least that's how he would, I think, say if he did it. It's just by denying himself all of the experiences that normal humans enjoy. And then to see how delighted he was after, like, yeah, it's a pleasant experience. Like, having a bunch of beers in the sunshine on a boat and then just sort of getting off of it and going home and grabbing a nap. Like, that's, we've all been there. Like, that's the only time where I could see Tom Brady being, like, deliriously happy and being like, yeah, that rules. I like lakes. But, yeah, that's cool. <laughs> like, I'm pretty certain we've asked you about robot umpires before in baseball. We're going to have them at AAA. It, you, okay. All right. Go ahead. Well, there it goes. No. There it goes. <laughs> I mean, well, are, are you in a different – because I actually respect the opinion of wanting to get it exactly right. I just personally speaking, like this is just early onset curmudgeonhood, whatever it is. I'm like just old enough that I'm, I'm willing to accept – a certain amount of errors, not like an Angel Hernandez level of errors, <laughs> but like there's going to be mistakes. Like I'm, I am. That's what I expect from baseball. Are you more uh, pro robots? That's oh, a weird sentence. That I somebody. Am, yes, I. Nothing makes me more irrationally angry than watching a baseball game where the television company has a K zone on the live broadcast and the umpire gets it wrong. I. It's the most irrationally angry I will ever get at something. And I, as soon as we get rid of that anger in my life, I'll be happy. I get that. I mean, I think also the other thing, this was a, we ran a story from baseball perspectives about this a few months ago, that like the K zone is also like not necessarily correct. And yet like the, the, where it's set up necessarily is not as like, it doesn't reflect, you know, obviously the strike zone that the ump is calling. It also doesn't necessarily reflect what the strike zone is in point of fact during a game. And that is like, I know that now from having read it, and yet I still can't watch a baseball game and see the K-Zone. And if I see a pitch not go in the rectangle and get called a strike, I'm like, come on! You know, like, it's just my brain does not, it's not nimble enough to make that connection. I know that it would be simpler to just eliminate the K-Zone and let the weirdos that call balls and strikes continue to do it, but it's kind of hard to put that one back in the box, I guess. I did want to also give you this story to help relate to your inability to get a dishwasher fixed. I... (laughs) Uh, I need to get a wall fixed in my house and I'm curious how long this is going to take. So here's the fun story for you. I was pulling back into my house to, uh, get something I had forgotten and I got out of my car. I grabbed this, uh, as a dog bed out of the garage and I forgot to put my car in park and it started rolling forward and rolled into my house. Um, the damage into the house did it get? Well, okay. It, it did it. It, it put a little hole in the wall and sort of moved, okay, right. moved one of the walls, walls back off the studs, but it didn't like go into the house because it was uh, like going. you can't see it from like your bed. Right. Exactly. Exactly. All right. But we need to get this wall fixed. And <laughs> I'm, I'm thinking I'm going to get this wall fixed way before you get a dishwasher. You surely will. And it's a way harder job because at this point, what I need, the dishwasher thing is like all the, the stuff that could potentially make a mess that got done in like 
December. Like what I'm waiting on now is one guy, just one person who is willing to take my money to come into the apartment and put a plug in the wall, which I know enough to know that I don't know how to do. It's like a little bit complicated, but the real challenge is that nobody wants to have to like do all the emails and like certificate of insurance stuff that's required to, you know, do any single repair in the building. So I need to find an electrician who has no idea how annoying my building is and then trick that person into coming here once. The idea of Tyler being in bed looking up and looking at his car. <laughs> yeah. Like there's this little kind of Kirk Van Houten sort of energy where you're like, yeah, cool. Like this is everything I dreamed of when I was a child. <laughs> what he didn't tell you is when he oh, yeah. put the bed in the car, and we have no idea why he did this, he ran around the car and before trying to get to the driver's side to stop the brake, he tried to stop the car in the back with his hands and lift it back. Yeah, I tried to pull it. Pull like, it back pull as it. the car awesome. is rolling. Yeah. You gotta be pretty strong for that. Yeah. Yes. But also <laughs> the idea that that's your first instinct with it too is just being like, what well, made this problem? I'm gonna solve it. I'm yes. gonna pick yes. up this car and yes. throw it in the ocean. I mean it was only moving like two miles an hour. I thought this is gonna be no problem, right? I got yeah. this. But no. And the other thing I didn't tell you that I'm very mad at it took 16 seconds from when I got out of my car until it started moving. Yeah, I mean, I think that that uh, speaks well to the nice flat plane of your garage. So obviously, kudos on that. <laughs> but that is, that's a, like, you would have, I mean, not like, obviously, you weren't 100% using all of your brain on, on this scenario, <laughs> I think it's fair to say. But, but like, yeah, that, that would be out of the danger zone of when you get out of the car and you're, you know, you notice not still moving. Okay, cool. Onto the dog bed part of the, the chore here. And then, yeah, I hope it works out. Um, I'd love to say I could recommend a guy, but you know I'm not anybody to be taking <laughs> advice from on this matter. Well, he is David Roth from Defector. <laughs> David, as always, we appreciate it. Good luck. See so there is David Roth. Uh, by the way, uh, still do not have my wall fixed. We are waiting on the contractor to come by. And I think I told you guys this. Somebody had to come check our house for asbestos. Did I tell you guys that? Yeah. And it was really weird because I think Ed and I had the exact same reaction of, when did your house get yeah, built? It was, yeah. it was built in like the last decade or something like that. Like it's a fairly new house. And I went and Googled it and it was like, any house built before like 1960 may have been built with asbestos. And I'm like, my house is like 50 years <laughs> old. Like, what? I mean, I genuinely think at one point my grandfather was putting asbestos into houses <laughs> and then later got a job taking asbestos <laughs> out of houses. Now that's well, an industry. He's well employed. That is a good industry yes. to get in. We're going to do something that's eventually going to be illegal, and we've <laughs> got to remove it. Uh, we're going to have job security for life. Coming up next, Golden Knights got one more game before the NHL All-Star game. We're back to the Press Box Morning Show with Ed Graney and Tyler Bischoff. Here's a tweet for you from NBC New York. Tom Brady who lost two Super Bowls to the Giants during his legendary 22 NFL career, retires. It's <laughs> a great headline. <laughs> I'll get you some clicks in New York. Uh, that's terrific. I enjoy that very much. All right. Uh, later in the show, 9 o'clock, Pete DeBoer is going to join us. So stay tuned if you want to hear Pete DeBoer. Um, Golden Knights play tonight against Buffalo. Uh, Jack Eichel was in a baby blue jersey yesterday, assuming that's no contact. Do you think Pete will actually be able to tell us what each jersey color means? Well, I can tell you this. Darren Millard was wrong. Uh-oh. 
Darren Millard, say? he told us wrong. that red was the home non-contact jersey and baby blue uh, was the road no, non-contact he's in, jersey. No, he's, uh, he's in baby blue out of City National. And they were, he was in baby blue at, yeah. in Vegas City yesterday. National. So Darren Millard, completely wrong. Millsy, man, just missing the boat. Unbelievable. Uh, but Jack Eichel not returning to face the Buffalo Sabres tonight, which would have been a lot of fun. Did you know the Sabres have so many Golden Knights? I did not. I was reading this list. I literally... I should have remembered Colin Miller, but I literally yesterday, I was walking out of the media Colin room. Miller. I should have remembered him because he's been with them. Um, I was walking out of the media room, and someone said, hey, who gets a tribute video? And I said, well, Tuck gets one for sure. And they go, what about Eakin? And I kept walking. So I couldn't answer that question. But I did not remember. I, and I should have known Krebs because of the trade. but I, And I didn't know if Krebs was up. Um, so, yeah. Malcolm, got a lot of them. Malcolm yeah, Subban. Subban. That's the surprising one. Yeah. I totally forgot about that one. Alex Tuck, Cody Eakin, Colin Miller, Peyton Krebs. Those are your former Golden Knights that are a part of the Sabres. I will be honest with you. I don't know if Subban's actually actively with them. The Sabres have had like six different goalies play this year. I don't know if Subban's one of the two goalies that's actually on the roster at the moment. Um, but those Subban are the gets current a shutout. Golden Knights. That would be great if Malcolm Subban shut them out. I would very much enjoy that. Uh, Alex Tuck gets one. That's probably it, right? You're not giving one to Cody Eakin mm, well, or Colin Miller. Uh, I think maybe you combine those. Does, two. does Alex Tuck get screwed? Oh, he where they one. combine all of them into one? He would be screwed if that happened because right. he deserves his own. Yeah, oh, yeah, he absolutely does. But would he be screwed if they just said, yeah. hey, welcome back. Colin Miller, Peyton Krebs, Cody yeah. Eakin, Malcolm Subban, Alex Tuck. Yeah. Yeah, or do they give be. Alex Tuck one and then say, also, welcome back to the fortress? Yes. I think Alex Tuck gets his own and the others get a uh, get a combination. You can't look, you can't give every one of these guys one. How is Cody Eakin still in the NHL? He's gotta do so, like he's gotta do something that I just as a someone who didn't grow up playing hockey, he is he does he is he a gritty guy? Like I don't I don't gritty I, around the net. Well, yeah, should, if he's like, gritty around the net, he should still be with the Knights. They need a little of that. Is that what they toughness, need? Toughness around the net. So unsurprisingly, Cody Eakin last on the Buffalo Sabres and Corsi. <laughs> How? How is this guy still in the NHL? He is only third to last in expected goals percentage. How? How is he still in the NHL? He's <laughs> he's bad. Like my favorite stat was that in his time with the Golden Knights, he played, I think it, what was it? A, was it 500 minutes, 1,000 minutes, whatever it was. I, there was some, 500 minutes or something with 23 different skaters. All 23 had a worse Corsi with Cody Eakin than they did when they played away from Cody Eakin. And 22 of the 23 had a worse expected goals. The only <laughs> player that had a higher expected goals with Eakin was Oscar, Oscar Lindbergh. <laughs> Remember that kid? Yeah. They Does traded him for Mark Stone. Does he get a tribute <laughs> video? Yeah, why not? Everyone He's in like one. Sweden or no, something. No, no. I, like I mean, they, they point him out in the crowd. Oh, yes. <laughs> but like Cody Eakin was dreadful when he was here. He's still apparently dreadful in Buffalo, who, by the way, Buffalo, not good. Like being last in Buffalo in court. Like it's one thing to be last in Vegas because the Golden Knights have great advanced stats and they're great. Like if you're the worst player in Vegas, you might actually still be decent. Buffalo sucks, and he's, like, <laughs> their worst player. How? Why is he still in the league? How much does he make? Uh, that's a good question. Did he get an extension? He <sighs> probably did. Did he? Probably. Uh, why is he still on a team, period? Of course they gave him an extension. Why wouldn't they give him an extension? He is uh, making $2.25 Whoa. This is the final year of his deal. 
the Sabres gave him a two-year deal. 2.25? Yep, 2.25. We thought <sighs> That's the Ryan not value. Reeves trade was, or Ryan Reeves contract was yeah. bad. Is, is it the, is it a, you need a body? Like, is it sort but of you like. You don't pay 2.25 body. Exactly. Yeah. body yeah. for 700 grand. Yeah. I, I'm just genuinely like I'm trying to like think of s- what this is in terms of another sport, like a middle reliever. I hope he scores. Who just literally like got a nine ERA? Just like I'm here to eat yeah, innings. Basically, I hope he scores. Um, on the NHL All Star Game, there's going to be a skills competition. There's going to be at least two Vegas themed skills competitions. There's going to be one on the Bellagio Fountains. A boat is going to take them out to a rink set up on the fountains. Don't know how they're doing that. And then they're going to have to shoot the pucks off the rink into targets in the uh, fountains, in the fountains, which sounds like it'll be very visually pleasing. That'll be a cool thing to look at. But the one that's going to be more fun is they're going to have oversized playing cards set up and players are going to have to hit the cards, like shoot a puck and hit the cards to make, to make 21. They're playing blackjack against each other, hit the cards to make 21. So a, You've got to be good enough to hit the right card you want, and be slightly good at math to add up. There is no question that this is by far the best skills contest, and it's oh. not—it's not even close. Because it's not even close. They've done—they've—they've they've added some more fun stuff to, like fastest skaters, a fun thing right. we like to see who goes fast in the save streak. But it's always—it's hockey. It's on the rink. It's like right. traditional. Now they're bringing stuff. them out to the fountain. This is fun stuff, and I'm curious to see when the NHL does this in other cities. Like if what, they keep this up. You've got to do something. Yes. Like every city that hosts the NHL All-Star Game has got to come up with something right. that's like, what's, I don't know, if you go to Nashville, it's like, oh, shoot it into the guitar hole or something <laughs> like that. I don't know what you do in Nashville, but something, you got to come up with something. You get on Broadway and get drunk and yeah, then have you shoot say, stuff. <laughs> <laughs> go, get, go get hammered on Broadway and say, now we're going to have you shoot bucks at people. So Alex Ovechkin, just how he normally yes, plays, exactly. right? Yeah, exactly. He's going to be great at this one. <laughs>